Sideburns versus skinny jeans. Walkmans versus AirPods. Millennial or Gen Xer, we're going to dive right in to family, finances, and fun. Mom, is my laundry done? Really, Ryan? Welcome to In My Day. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In My Day. How are we doing, Dave? Hey, Ryan. It is a wonderful day here, and I'm looking forward to a fun show today. Me too. What are we drinking today? We forgot to do bourbon last week, so we got to do one this week. Well, it's funny you ask that. We're drinking 1792 Small Batch. And uh, cheers, Ryan. Let's uh, take a little taste here, see what you think. It's uh, 93.7 proof. What do you think of this? It's good. It's not my favorite one that we've had, though. I was going to say it's super harsh. It's a little It's a little rough. I usually like 90 proof. It's a little higher. I don't want to water it down, but, you more know. Ice. More ice. Maybe a little more ice. All right. <laughs> a little more ice in time. But, you know, the, um, the interesting thing about 1792, there's two things. And let's do a little quiz here and see. What do you know about the number 1792, Ryan? 70, well, it's our address. It is our part. office address, familyfinancialpartners.com. Is, is that half of it? Right. We're located at 1792 Alley Sheba Way, which... Which is important. That's that's one. What's the second one, Ryan? Because in my day, we knew these things. They taught this in school. I don't know that you know this because of, well, the fact that you're a millennial. Was it? So, Constitution was before that. It wasn't 90. Uh, no, no, no. The Constitution was several years before that. I sound like an idiot now. I mean, I feel like. I feel I'm trying like, to think 1790. I don't know you're what You're kind of like year. a kid swimming across the pool. Like, because you tried, I want to give you a participation ribbon. <laughs> But no, no. It's colonial area. In my day, you would have something. drowned in the pool with that answer. Come on. I don't know. I you calling mercy? I'm calling mercy. I, I thought know. your generation knows everything. No, I, I don't. The rest of the generation does. Okay. I, you're I got the, left out. You're the one humble millennial. Maybe. maybe I, so. Okay. <laughs> 1792 is the year that Kentucky joined the United States. Oh, the well, Commonwealth I, of Kentucky. I have an excuse because I'm a millennial. I didn't grow up in Kentucky, so that's why I didn't know it. That's a good point. Is Baltimore even considered the United States? or? Yeah, we, War of 1812 is the big thing there. That's what they taught us in school. Okay. Save right. the country. When was that? You're welcome. When was the War of 1812 fought? 1812 ish. Nice. Nice. I was... But it didn't end until <laughs> like 1814 or 15. Okay. Well, don't quote go. me on that. It's, I learned a little something today, too. I Don't quote me on that, but it was somewhere around then. So today we decided to dive into a fun topic because as we're recording this, it was one year ago when Dave proposed to Carrie to get married. Exactly one year ago. I have been married for just over a month now, so we're basically experts on marriage at this point. Absolutely experts. We figured we'd have a little love and marriage spat today. You know, that reminds me of that wonderful Frank Sinatra song. You know, you've heard it, right? I know, like, two Frank Sinatra You're giving me this blank look. It goes, love and marriage, love and marriage. No? No. I got nothing on that one. I know, like... For uh, your generation, what would be a love and marriage song? Uptown Funk? I I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know if we really have one. We got to work on you. No, it'd be something by Ed Sheeran. uh, Oh, yeah. Like a real tearjerker. Something like that. Yeah, like like he can't live without the girl or something like that. Something he's, like that. He's in a coffee shop all alone in Seattle. Hey, he's a redhead. I and don't want to have any and it's bad raining. talk about It's him. raining. It's yeah, I could see that too. But love and marriage. I mean, you can you believe that literally one year ago to the day 
And I'd be remiss if to say there is a kind of a reason we're doing this outside of just the anniversary of me getting engaged, right? A year ago today at Keeneland by the Rolex clock. But, you know, we had this show on our favorite memories from Keeneland, right? And, and you went on about all your favorite memories from Keeneland. My grandmother. And your proposal didn't even come up. Yeah. Um, you would think, like, one of the highlights of your life would have been when you got engaged at the Rolex clock on TVG to the love of your life. That's when you know you might have a problem. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> bet the gray. <laughs> hey, it worked. So we, we've so, been engaged a year. We've been married now, uh, this is what, nine, almost 10 months. We got married on New Year's Eve, which was fun. You know why we did that? We did that. Zoom wedding? Absolutely. We did have a Zoom wedding. We had like 350 people log on the Zoom with pandemic and COVID and all that. But the reason we did it was we also thought, hey, every single year when we're celebrating our anniversary, the entire freaking world will be celebrating. And all I got to do is rent a tux and go out and everybody else will be partying. There you go. You don't so need to throw like a party ever. We have a built-in party and we can, do, we can do it in any city, any state, any country. There will always be a New Year's Eve party. Kind of cool. I can't beat it. So you're newlywed one month now. One month in. So the biggest adjustment outside, I, I had already come to the terms with the fact that none of my stuff was any good and it all had to go. I um, thought you were about to say, I just came to the terms of being married for a month. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm finally How's used that to going, say, by the way? Let's do, let's do a little therapy session here. Is I, that? It's going good. You're I'm, feeling good? I'm finally used to saying my wife. We I was in a meeting yesterday, actually. And someone asked me, how's Katie doing? I said, she's really good. I said, and I said something about my wife and I did it like without hesitating. And I, f I was like, wait a second. That's the first time I did it without hesitating. I stopped the conversation because it takes a while. Do, so, you, do you have any kind of tan lines on your ring finger yet? Where like, if you, you know. No, I don't get tan lines. I don't. I'm the that, white, whitest man in America. I don't. A redhead. I got it. Work. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have the ring long enough. You actually get a little tan line. It's possibly. It's kind of cool. It's almost like a, I call it the wife tattoo. The wife tattoo yeah that's absolutely. what you're going with it works it works great yeah no but it's been good the tell me what about your stuff what are you saying about your stuff well all of my furniture and anything that i owned either got repainted or thrown out um pretty much because what, what color did she repaint it mostly white i think most of the mo i had like a brown dresser and that became white and then i had a brown like Hutch that became white and do you know yeah, in our household a lot of painting going on no but. joke you know what she's been repurposing i like that that's the word she's using for my things we're repurposing them right and or most of her stuff my stuff kind of refurbishing is the word i've had okay so we're repurposing and as we repurpose it everything's being like spray painted gold right to match like the golden navy in the house mm -hmm. the other night i came home and like she's having like cocktails on the porch with one of her friends right and they looked at me and i was like what and they're like what do you feel about being spray painted gold? And I was like, what? And they start cackling, laughing. What it is, literally, I mean, I'm like the last thing in the house that hasn't been spray painted <laughs> yet. You know what I mean? So back to your stuff. You're you're repurposing. We are. We're getting we're getting it ready and we're the house is pretty much put together now after a month. Awesome. In, so we're just about settled into normal life now. Um, so my question for you is when a young couple or older couple, middle-aged couple, anyone, or for you, actually, for you, let's say middle-aged couple, like in their 40s, like like I you really are. appreciate that. It just, no problem. I you like made to, me feel really old very, very quickly. Like, well, mm, I mean, mm. 
I try to go towards Dang. what you know. Dang. So, wow. For a middle-aged couple getting married, Carrie's younger, I know I know that. But I'm Much younger, you, yeah. I robbed the cradle with that for one. For you, right. you're the middle-aged one. So I am middle-aged, so, and she is a, just a child, a baby. How, yes. how do you go about merging not just your stuff, but finances and your life? Because it's a lot. You don't realize how much it is going in, or at least I didn't. How do you go about that, and what's the best way to do it for you? Well, I prefer to let her pay for everything. That's that's a good strategy. I mean, it's it really hasn't worked out that way, but like that's what I try, right? I try, but no. In all seriousness, um, you know how we looked at it as we said, let's just let's just take our general bills, let's put them in a spreadsheet, right? So we've got everything from the utility bills to the, you know, gas lines, water, garbage, you know, uh, the internet. Um, just all that stuff, the mortgage, right? Um, auto insurance, right? All the things you think about. And then things you don't think about, like um, grocery bills, you know, gas, you name it. We just put it all in a spreadsheet. We just said, okay, here's our household income. And how do we want to disperse this income? And, you know, she still wants to have some of her money because she is an independent woman, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I still want to have some of my money because, you know, I like to go to Keeneland. Right, and um, we all know how that goes. Right, so so we got to have our own little fun money, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't get my nails done like she does, right? But, yeah. But you know, I like the horses, you know. So so no, I mean, how we did it is we just looked at it and said, well, based on kind of our our overall income, you know, here's just generally the percentages that we're going to kind of split on these types of on the household costs. And then everybody has their own money to do with whatever they want. And if there's some special item, it's just a matter of, you know, what do we need to do for it? Yeah. And and I don't know that there's any other solution. I mean, I know other people maybe the first time around. This was the second time around for us. First time around, you know, I tossed everything in a pot, right? Yeah. And did that approach. But that was a different a different age, a different generation. And we didn't have things like PayPal or Venmo, yeah. right? All these other ways or, or Cash App or all the different ways of being able to split bills and request payments and, you know, share bills and with friends and, you know, split a dinner tab. You know, just we didn't have those things. So now we do. So it's a little different. It's easier to keep it separate now yeah. because of all those apps. Yeah, it's not. And it's not that you're keeping things separate to be like um, – to don't hide t- anything. Don't touch my money or stay away from my money. No, it's just, it's just yeah. the way the world works. It's like if, if you need like, you know, a couple hundred bucks for this, I'll Venmo you. Yeah. Or send me a bill for half of the grocery bill or yeah. whatever. You know, no big deal. It's, how about how about you? It's funny you say that because going in, we kind of had the conversation of how are we going to go about this. And anyone that knows Katie and I knows that when it comes to the money stuff, usually I tend to take the lead on it. And there's certain things she takes the lead on, and that's fine. Boy, I um, should have married you but, then. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked very well. Um, but but what we've just kind of decided to do, and we're going to try it and see how it works for the first few months at least, yeah. and we're in the midst of trying it right now, so I'll report back later and let you know how it goes. But we both have our own bank accounts for now, um, and we both have our own direct deposits that go in there for what we make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I pretty much go in and pay a couple of the bills, and we've split them up and I, I pay a couple of the bills out of her account and a couple of the bills out of my account and we automatically save from both accounts and we're constantly checking or we're both constantly checking and seeing where we're each other are at and making sure we're good and seeing if we need to spend less or spend more and 
that's been working so far and we're only a month in so i mean that's not really a good sample size but we're we're and like like you said it was funny you said that because a couple more of the bills came out of i believe my accounts last month and hers so at the end of the month i think she venmoed me 100 bucks or something to make up for a difference and then she paid a bill and we just made it work so i don't know if long term that's how we'll do it because i'm very new and very green at this so we'll see how it works but so far it's working well but i think the most important part is just to be completely open and transparent about it and not hide it because when you start hiding the money and whether you're hiding money or hiding a money problem that's not only creates other issues but it creates a lot of issues in the marriage so absolutely and the thing i was going to tell you is it's working great for you one month in but but brother you have not been you have not been through seasonal decoration season. Yeah, it is coming. Whoa, it whoa, is whoa, coming. Whoa, 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 whoa! Fall decorations around our house have been pretty serious. I um, tell me about the, them. This is a safe place. This the, is a safe that, zone. I'm gonna just lay down on the couch here and share with with Uncle Dave here what what what's been happening during your seasonal well, decoration. Here's the, here's the here's the example for you. Two Saturdays ago, we were getting ready to go out to dinner with a couple of friends and I was just hanging around the house watching football and Katie was decorating the house and she was like I'm gonna go out to I want to say it was Hobby Lobby does that sound right I think it was Hobby Lobby one of those places and she her card was upstairs and she's like do you mind if I just borrow your card real quick (laughs) and I was like yeah just grab my wallet it's on the kitchen counter you're only so, married one month, and she's already like that's a pro move. So that is a that is an advanced Monday, marriage move. Monday morning, I go and I check my I check my I think I gave her my debit card. And I check my bank, and I got a hundred seventy two dollar charge from from Hobby Lobby, and I'm like, what is Hobby Lobby, and what did I spend a hundred seventy? Because usually I know what I spent, and I'm like, what is this? I'm like, did she buy forty two items? I, apparently, because when <laughs> I thought I thought when she said she was getting decorations, she was getting a couple of things. Well, it turns out they came in with three bags of stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. at the time, I'm like, this is such a waste. Why are we doing this? It doesn't make any sense. Well, now I walk downstairs in the morning, and the house looks like fall, and I'm I'm kind of the domesticated lifestyle is kind of falling right into my lap, and You're I'm kind happy, of enjoying it. So I yeah. I, it, are you becoming like a pumpkin it, spice kind of guy? Not yet. That's going to be at least another two falls until we get there. But it. I did like the the little pumpkins are nice. You know, we, I I can't say that I have experienced anything different than you, right? <laughs> I um, my my front door and my entryway has been pumpkinized, and there's um, all kinds of dead twigs and growing grasses and things that are fallish, right? I'm not sure exactly what they're called, but they're all there and they're beautiful, and then. Inside the house, as you open it up, there's ghosts, there's goblins, there's something on the little wet bar that says, I'm just here for the booze. Get it? B O S, right? And uh, there's a spooky, there's another booze over the fireplace, there's more twigs in the corner that look actually really beautiful. You can come over and see them, but I'm not sure exactly what they're called, but they're twigs in a corner, but they're like Halloween colors. Um, there's a lot happening, but it's, I feel very. It's homey. <laughs> yes, I feel at home with my fall decorations that I have done absolutely nothing on. It's like they magically appeared, like poof. poof. And you probably felt the same thing. You were watching a football game, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like my what? wallet disappeared for thirty minutes. But other than that, they just popped. Outside of that, like like what? I like didn't three, do any four of the hours work. later, it's like boom. And she did all the work, so I mean, 
it worked out okay. So here's a question for you. Yeah. So the number one, or a lot of studies say that the number one cause of divorce in America are money fights and money problems. Absolutely. So outside of having more money, because that's not relevant to the conversation, what can you do within a marriage to help avoid those money problems? I think the key thing is to communicate um, what, as a spouse, you have to communicate what you think is reasonable versus not reasonable on expenditures. And like any relationship, it doesn't necessarily mean the other person's going to listen to you. Yeah. Right? That's, I mean, they have their own money, they have their own desires, they can do, but, you know, if you're looking at, um, for example, we were looking at lamps, okay? And of course, we needed a gold trim on the lamp to match all the other things we've spray painted gold, right? By we, I mean her. She's spray painted them gold, which is awesome. They look phenomenal. Everything's matching in the theme, right? It's all gold. All gold. To though. summarize, it's all gold. gold. <laughs> it's like an Incan. I feel like an Incan, you know, like an ancient Incan. So the thing is, is we needed gold lamps. And she found some she loved right on this beautiful site and they were like $300 a lamp and she's like what do you think about these and I'm like they're beautiful and she's like don't you want to get them I'm like no <laughs> and I'm like, and and but no I mean think about it I could have said sure here's my card right but to me and then I, moaned and groaned about them for absolutely years. <laughs> and I can afford those lamps but I'm like in my mind though my for for what I value things at i don't value lamps at 300 a lamp i know other people do i'll go out and eat a steak dinner and i'll pay 300 dollars for the steak dinner but it's because i value the camaraderie and the atmosphere and the live music and just the experience right yeah i don't get any of that out of a lamp okay a lamp i just think of it as like you turn it on for light you turn it off and you're ready to go to sleep real simple point is what I love about my wife, absolutely love about her, is she did some research, right? And then she kept her eyes open and she found literally the exact same lamps. Maybe a slightly different company, okay? But the exact same lamps in a Lexington store that was having a clearance store, like a sale. There you go. Okay? Two lamps for 60 bucks. Brand spanking new, like discounted like 75% or something, right? That's more up your alley. And I was like, she was like, well, she actually didn't even tell me. She's, she came home with them and she's like, hey, look what I got. And I'm like, you got those lamps. Because they look the same, right? Yeah. They probably are different. But as you know, I have guy vision. They look the same. They look the same. The there's a gold stripe in the lamp. Yeah. That's it, right? They all are the same, okay? But she came home and she's like, look what I got. And I'm like. You got the lamps? You know, and she's like, well, these aren't the lamps, but these are the lamps I got. And I got them on clearance and yada, yada. And she was so proud of herself. And I was so proud of her too because she worked within like my value system, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think it's not just about um, being on a budget and, and, and how you spend money. It's more about communicating to the other person what's important, um, you know, to you. And on the same exact opposite side, right? We just spent $75. So we spent $60 on lamps, right? We just spent $75 on this 3D witch that taps on the window anytime there's motion detected. So oh, it's like no. tap, tap, tap. Only because the only thing we want to do is scare our eight-year-old one time really good. 
that to me is worth $75, right? Because that's a memory. It's an experience. And it's an experience, <laughs> right? Now, but I mean, that gives you an idea of like experience-based people. There it's, you go. It's, that's how I roll, right? And 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 she was like, "I'm all on board. Let's let's scare the crap out of them." Yeah. You know. So so I that would be my answer. What would what would be yours? Well, I was gonna say I, I was gonna come back and basically contradict what I said because all those studies say that money fights and money problems are the number one cause of divorce. Mm-hmm. I think the money fights and money problems are a lot of times more of a symptom of a bigger issue than the actual issue. The issue is the lack of communication. Right. And if you're on the same page on all the things that are going on within your household, whether it be family issues, money issues, whatever it is, and even if it is a bad situation, and it's a more serious thing than lamps, a lot of people have more serious money issues than that. But if you're on the same page, then a lot of times, not all the times, but most of the time, that's something you can work through if you're two people looking for the same goals and you're open with each other about it. And you're going to the same place. So you you kind of took the words right out of my mouth with the communication thing because that's that's what I was going to come back and say. It, it's a symptom, not a not an actual issue. So. so the thought is, if if someone's listening today and they're like, "Well, you know, I'm um, I hear what you guys are saying, but we're just not communicating." Um, one thing that I think would be a great idea, and we actually use this with clients when they come into the office. Um, everyone thinks when they come in and they're working with a financial planner, what's the number one thing they think we're going to tell them? What do they tell Um, us? They tell us, they think we're going to tell them, don't spend money. Save more, invest more. Yeah, exactly. That's what they expect. You're behind the eight ball. You need to do it. But the reality is, yeah, there's a lot of people that do come into us and they're already saving in their 401ks and they have a Roth IRA and, you know, they have a mortgage, right? And a couple cars and they got some kids and they got a little credit card they pay off or try to pay off every couple months after the big vacation, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just normal American life, yeah, right? But for a lot of those people, like you said, they're not really communicating. So one of the things that I often do as just a... I call myself a financial therapist is I'll say in a, in a, in a planning meeting with someone, but it's like a session. I'll say, Hey, as part of your homework, why don't you each go home and write down the five most important things, the five things that gun to the head, you can't do without Yeah, that you truly want. And it doesn't have to necessarily even be how how and where your money's going right now. It's in a perfect world if you were going to completely rewrite your financial slate and and have a new script. Where are the five places they would want you'd want that money to go? And we have each spouse do it and we say don't talk to each other while you're doing it. And then once you do it, your homework is we want you to talk to each other about it. And there's going to be things of the five, most likely, if you're married. There's, I would say, on average, we see two or three things match up perfectly. They may not be in the exact order, but they do match and up. A lot of times, it's the first two. Right. A lot. Not it's, always, but a lot of times, it, it, the, the it could first be two are the same. Private school for kids. Yep. It could be, um, you know, making sure the kids get to their after-school activities or travel soccer. Right. Exactly. It's it's those things. But the other, the other three things that they each have, right, so five to seven things, let's say, aren't going to match up. And those are the things that we encourage and we say, talk about it and explain to the other person 
why those things are important to you. And by having that conversation, so it really comes back to communication. And I think by having that conversation with your spouse, you can determine where your values are because everyone has a different thing they place value on. Absolutely. But if you, if you understand the other person and if you come clean with the other person and then you come back into our office, having looked at your debit card and your credit card and compare that, we've seen people change their entire financial direction just because they realize, you know, I was in a pattern and I didn't realize that Starbucks was not one of my top five things. And yet I was going every single day and sometimes on my lunch break or on the way home or picking up kids from whatever. And when I add it all up, it was several hundred dollars a month that I was spending on Starbucks. Yeah. And when they look at it and they go, that's not, they, and they do the math on it. They're like, that could be a vacation to Cancun or that could be a trip to Destin or that could be a family getaway for fall break to Gatlinburg or whatnot, Pigeon Forge. The, so the idea is what I always explain to people is you have a finite amount of money, but if you communicate with the other person exactly where your values are and then determine based on that, this is where we're going to spend the money, then everybody's on the same page. And it doesn't mean that every expenditure falls under those top five, but the majority should, it should be the 80, 20 rule. 80% of them should go towards those because if they're all going to things that you both agree on, everybody's going to be a lot happier. Yeah. And if you don't have the money to do the other 20, right, then that's where you say, find a job that pays more, get a second job. Or if you don't want the pain of working, what else can you cut out? Yeah. And that's not, that's not the easy part of it. The easy part, believe it or not, should be the actual conversation of just being honest with the spouse. In reality, that can be the hardest for people that aren't used to doing that. And that's exactly it. For people that aren't necessarily extroverts, if they're an introvert, or if they have a relationship where they just don't talk about those things, or if they weren't raised in a family. Even even for extroverts that aren't used to talking about that stuff. They weren't raised in a family where they talked about money. Money was like the devil's thing, right? And nobody talked about it. They just ignored it. They just put it under the rug can be a tough conversation, but once you start that conversation, I promise you it gets easier. Absolutely. And if you need help starting that conversation and want someone to talk to about that, please give us a call. We love helping people start that conversation because it honestly makes a lot of lives better. So give us a call at 859-219-1006. And Dave has plenty of experience with helping people with this. Or just shoot us an email at team at familyfinancialpartners.com. And they will make sure that email gets to the right person. And you can always visit us on the website at familyfinancialpartners.com. Absolutely. Or if you're in the area, stop by and try out the 1792 bourbon that Dave has sitting here uh, that represents our address. And we're always down to say hello. Thanks for another episode of In My Day, and we'll see you next time.